So if you eat these really bad fats, they actually reproduce inside of you, creating even more free radicals. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Oh, ladies, welcome back to my podcast. I know I've had about a week off and I am not sorry for that because I've been doing very important things in the meantime. I've got so many exciting things coming up for 2020, including my certification program. And I'm currently in New York and will be here for the next six months until it gets hot. And then I evacuate because I do not like the heat, especially humidity. And New York, if you've been to New York in the summer, it is like a giant fucking sauna and not like an infrared nice sauna where you feel detoxed. It's basically just like frustration central. So we are evacuating and then I will probably go somewhere in Europe. Hard life, I know. Um, Anyway, today has just, it's like, this topic is a much requested topic. And I've been meaning to do this episode for a while now, but I just had so many other amazing things I wanted to talk about and that were in the works. But here we are, we are talking about vegetable oil. And before I even jump in, I want to make sure that I give a fucking shout out to all of the incredible um, small businesses that are involved in uh, my New York event, which is this fucking weekend, which I'm so excited about. Oh my God. Only a couple days. If you are coming, if you're already in New York, welcome, welcome, welcome. The outline is 81 pages long and that is an outline, not a script. And it is going to be possibly one of the greatest things I've done so far. And I'm so excited to keep bringing them yearly. Um, So make sure that if you are not coming to this one, you look out for the next one because they're just going to keep getting bigger and better. Um, okay. So Ari Perez, you guys know Ari Perez, one of my most favorite natural beauty products. Um, I use all of their makeup and all their, and some of their skincare products as well, especially their green serum. It's fucking incredible. And I love all their makeup stuff. Their vanilla highlighter and their bronzer is amazing. Um, also you guys know that Babs is, they couldn't sponsor this one because they, um, aren't in America. So it doesn't really make much sense. But you guys also know that Babs does the most incredible skincare and natural deodorant, which I love. So make sure you check out their stuff as well, especially if you're in Australia. Then as you guys know that are coming to New York, you guys get cacao on arrival, which is going to be such a beautiful way to settle into the event and to start opening up your heart chakra. Um, So in the cacaos, there's going to be some beautiful holy mountain adaptogens. And you'll also get um, you'll also get some sachets of adaptogens in your bougie bags, which is just like your little like goodie bags that you get as well. Um, and they're really nice bags. They are printed Monarchy 8's branded canvas bags, so you can reuse them a million at one times. Um, you also are going to be having some Mama Taro cream. You guys know the episode I did about UTIs and that sort of stuff with Lindsay from Mama Taro. She has the incredible products that help with UTIs, BV, any sort of pH imbalances in your vagina. Um, their products I cannot recommend enough. If you're in New York and you have the chance, make sure you also use, if you're coming to the event, make sure you also use that discount code because um, then you can buy more of her stuff. The oil is also really good for like post-Brazilian wax or bikini wax. Um, Steffi Decker is also gifting you all some beautiful gold hoops. 
she makes all of his jewelry and she's made them all. Like what a babe. She's literally made all of these earrings with her bare hands for you ladies coming to the event. If that's not bougie, I don't know what is. And then my Hempel, you're also going to be get, getting some beautiful my Hempel stuff. Oh, and Morgan has just walked in to my room. Thank you, beautiful. And, <laughs> and beautifully delivered me some amazing lunch. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and you'll also be getting some beautiful my my Hempel products. So, all right, let's jump into the vegetable oil stuff. Um, oh, and of course, all the food and all the catering at um, the event is going to be vegetable oil free because you guys know that shit is fucking toxic in here. I'm going to be talking about why. So if you asked somebody that has just been fresh out of uni what causes heart disease and attacks, they'd probably say fat and cholesterol diving into so much science outside of my degree, I'd probably say the same. A lot of you ask me where I've learned all my knowledge and one thing is for sure, it has not been uni. At school, we are taught that fat is the issue and it kind of makes sense, right? Like you imagine that fat would make you fat, but it actually doesn't. Sugar and vegetable oil is what makes you fat. What's even more alarming is the fact that so many governing bodies tell you to eat vegetable oil and not too much olive oil and coconut and lard and butter and ghee. Like what the fuck? Even Tony Robbins, when I was there, they said this as well. And the uproar from natural past and nutritionists and stuff after they said that was like really insane um and what I always like to say is let's just fucking think about it how is it humans have been around for so long eating butter eggs and red meat by the way this is organic good quality stuff not any like factory shit with so much information out there about the foods that you should and shouldn't be eating it's I get that it's really easy to be confused and as a starting point, just eat real food and avoid processed foods as much as possible. Being aware of what you put in and what you're eating is literally half the battle. However, there is, of course, the one group of foods that I recommend that you always stay so fucking clear of, and that is vegetable oil. It is so toxic, it is so dangerous, and it is one of the most degenerative things that you can put in your body. And you guys left some amazing questions on my Instagram posts, which they're all going to be answered towards the end. So firstly, what is vegetable oils? They are oils that have been extracted from various seeds. So vegetable oils go by the names of canola oil, sunflower oil, rice bran oil, soybean oil, cottonseed oil, rapeseed oil, safflower oil, and peanut oil. Also, ladies, it does not matter if the company has plastered organic fucking like grown from the sky over the bottle whether it's organic or whether it's been blessed by a shaman or whether it's whatever, it doesn't matter. Don't eat it. Even if it says organic, bio, something or other, blessed by shaman and had an orgasm and then it's been like meditated on, it doesn't matter. Don't fucking eat the shit. Um, all the studies and reports that have been that you've heard telling you about the dangers of saturated fat and cholesterol, they're actually often funded by vegetable oil companies or have the healthy user effect. The healthy user effect, for anyone that doesn't know, is is basically um, that a lot of studies that are done, say, for example, uh, the classic one is like the um, like vegan is healthier than meat eaters. And this has got the healthy user effect because there hasn't been like studies done. Oh, it's 111. There hasn't been studies done where it's like healthy people that eat lots of plants and small amounts of really high quality meat and their effect on cholesterol. To generally, the meat eaters, they also eat crap food. And generally, the vegans, they're obviously eating more plants. So they're obviously going to, via studies, be healthier than meat eaters. That's healthy user effect. Okay. So um, that's what's also really important to take in to advantage. 
So take the American Heart Association. They recently published that vegetable oils are healthier than natural oils like coconut oil and grass-fed butter. And some of the sponsors included the Canola Oil Council. So just there you go. And after decades of us being told that lots of carbs are healthy and low fat is the way to go, people are, as you guys can see, fatter and sicker than ever. Prior to um, Ansel Keys' campaign, where he actually was the one that polarized the idea that fat clogs our arteries, people ate far more saturated fat and cholesterol, but heart attacks were so rare they basically were unheard of. And over the past 100 years, ladies, butter consumption has dropped to less than a quarter of what it was and vegetable oil has gone up fivefold. So like if that doesn't show you the correlation between these vegetable oils and heart attack and cholesterol issues, I don't know what does. So some of the hard scientific facts about why you should avoid these toxic fats are these. Firstly, Industrial fat products are toxic to our arteries because they contain something called polyunsaturated fatty acids, also um, abbreviated to PUFAs. And these are really prone to oxidative damage, especially when they are exposed to heat and when removed from the and when they're removed from the antioxidants in them that protect them from the oxidative damage. So, for example, like when you're doing like olive oil, they have really high levels of antioxidants that protects the oils. But when it's like canola oil, the um, when they're exposed to heat, they, um, they're prone to the oxidative damage because the antioxidants don't protect them from this damage. So basically, oxidative damage, they occur with cooking and the manufacturing process. And because these fats are so delicate from like sunflower seeds, for example, where you get sunflower oil from, that's why they become really toxic to our arteries. Um Another thing is that vegetable oil depletes your brain of its antioxidants. Vegetable oil also impairs brain development through direct mutagenic effects on DNA. What the fuck? It actually also turns your immune system against us, causing food and diseases to trigger nerve degenerative reactions. In fact, ladies, vegetable oil, if you eat enough of it and if kids eat enough of it, it can actually disrupt normal metabolism so badly that a child's dynamic symmetry is lost and the skeletal proportions become imbalanced. I'm going to listen listen to that again. Vegetable oils, what they do if you have enough of them is they actually disrupt a child's symmetry so badly that the skeletal proportions become imbalanced. What the fuck? Vegetable oil also impacts the gut, therefore impacting the brain and hormones. They also make your brain more susceptible to damage by sugar. And a lot of things that are laddered with sugar also have vegetable oil in them. Um, Vegetable oil also causes your blood vessels to not work correctly after you've eaten vegetable oil. Okay, so let me just... Example, exhibit A. You eat a thing of fries, like deep fried fries. Your blood vessels cannot work properly after you've eaten vegetable oil. Vegetable oil also destroys complex nutrients and they deposit loads of bad fats into your tissues where you can find a spot and then blast your tissues with free radicals. So for example, you go to a restaurant, they cook you like broccoli in canola oil. Well, the canola oil has destroyed all of the nutrients in the broccoli. So you might as well not fucking eat the broccoli. Like, do you know what I mean? Like this stuff is not just like, oh, you know, it's okay every now and again. It's like, no, no, no. It actually like fucks your food. Like it fucks your food and it fucks your body. It fucks your kid's body a lot as well. 
Free radicals also make your arteries really crispy and they generate inflammation. So think about like freshly fried crispy chicken skin. It tears more easily than raw chicken skin, right? That's why you can like cut cooked chicken skin, but it's really hard to cut raw chicken skin. Well, free radicals make the arterial wall into a kind of like crunchy, crispy chicken skin. Then because of this, the artery can now easily rupture and bleed. If your blood literally just comes in contact with collagen directly, it will clot, causing a heart attack or stroke. So it's not the fat that shuts off the blood flow. It's actually the crispy chicken skin inside your arteries, where if it comes in contact with collagen, that's what causes a problem. And that's what causes a heart attack or stroke. Another thing that's scary is like something called the zombie effect. So if you eat these really bad fats, they actually reproduce inside of you, creating even more free radicals. How crazy is that? Um, And then also if you eat enough of the trans fat, cellular dysfunction will impair so many cells in so many tissues in your body that basically over time, the cumulative effect will disrupt your basic function like blood circulation and it will eventually kill you. So vegetable oil is something that actually is a poison that slowly kills you. It just takes a long time. And often it's like the heart attack that will kill you or the stroke that will kill you. But it's the cause. It's like it it can be from the vegetable oil that's caused the heart attack that's then killed you. Um, and as most of you probably are aware of, like heart disease is now the number one cause of death in both men and women. And as I said before, with the whole butter and lard and ghee thing, vegetable oil has gone up fivefold in the past century. And so obviously they're both linked. Now, this is a bit of a scary thing, but one of the initial steps in making vegetable oil is that it involves the use of hexane, which is a part of gas. It's a part of petrol. What the fuck? It then takes, so they've done that part, then it takes 20 or so stages to bleach and deodorize this like dark, glunky crap that's made. Just going to let that one sink in. So when when they're in the process of making vegetable oil, they have to use a component of petrol, or gas, depending where you are in the world. And then it's the same thing, obviously, but like the words are different, like ketchup and tomato sauce. And then it takes 20 stages to bleach and deodorize. They have to deodorize it because it stinks so badly. What the fuck? So one of the questions you guys asked was what oils are safe? The oils that are safe is olive oil, coconut oil, and avocado oil. And I know some people have gone on this like, you know, I don't eat oils anymore because they're processed. Oh my God. Like obviously, yes, Olive oil has to be, like, it's processed, it's gone through manufacturing, but if you're getting really high-quality olive oil, it's fucking fine. Um, Same with coconut oil. So don't go on some, like, anti-oil thing. Oils, actually, you actually need to eat, like, vegetables with, not vegetable oil, you have to eat vegetables with oil and salt, fat and salt, so that your taste buds actually can taste the vegetable. Have you ever noticed that when you taste like steamed broccoli plain, it tastes really different to broccoli with olive oil and salt? Yeah, it's actually because having the broccoli with the olive oil and the salt, it actually changes your taste buds so you can actually taste the food and absorb the nutrients. You cannot absorb all of the nutrients in certain in, in any food without the combination of fat and fat, fat and salt. So olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil, they're all safe to use. Plus grass-fed butter, lard, and ghee. They're also all healthy fats to use. Um, it's, so it's with these, with these fats anyway, 
having a meal that's completed with animal fat or healthy fats, it actually helps you to absorb and taste other nutrients. This is why good oil or butter on foods actually make the foods taste so damn delicious. So you can see that saturated fats, which is present in butter and lard and coconut oil and traditional fats, they can resist um, a kind of heat called uh, oxidation, which is what I was saying before about how vegetable oil, they become oxidized and it's got free radicals then because it fucks your blood cells. When you are cooking with these traditional fats, they have this resistance to heat damage. So monounsaturated fats have room for a little oxidation to squeeze in, but it's not easy. So monounsaturated fats are fats like olive oil. Um, However, it is still recommended with olive oil to not cook at really, really high heat. Cooking under 190 degrees Celsius, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, um, is ideal to prevent the oil from like going rancid. Um, and additionally, obviously they're really seductive, delicious, like, oh my God, taste of good fats. They tempt us for a good reason. They actually help us. Good fats are so important for us ladies. Good fats are the fats that are found in olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, and ghee. And they actually help your body to reduce inflammation and fight off environmental toxins. Coconut oil, for example, contains so many different strands of healthy fats that help your gut, your brain, inflammation, and they even help you to lose weight. Um, Saturated fats, they are stable in the body and they assist with healthy immune systems. They assist your heart health and they assist a really healthy metabolism. Normal hormonal production is also really balanced. Um, when you have cholesterol, when you're eating healthy fats, because your hormones are made from cholesterol. So you need fat. Okay. So your hormones cannot function without the fat. And therefore, if you're not having enough, you might have some hormonal imbalance. It was actually also found, funnily enough, that elevated cholesterol in women of all ages and the elderly was demonstrated through data from studies to actually be a positive marker of longevity. It's funny how marketing has completely made us believe the opposite. Um, so something to be really mindful of is that vegetable oils is kind of everywhere, ladies. And you have to kind of assume that like every, I literally assume because this is the truth that every product that you pick up and everywhere that you go out to, they are cooking food in vegetable oil. So, which is a real shame because it's lack of education and also it's a cost saving practice. Why restaurants and food manufacturers is it's the reason why they do it. So to create awareness and action, when you go out, please ask the chef to cook an olive oil or butter for you. If you are dairy intolerant, um, butter generally has way less lactose. So you can actually, generally people are pretty good with it, but test that out at home for yourself, obviously. But also I want to say the power of placebo ladies, like the amount of times I've gone out and then I've told myself like, like my stomach is flat. My stomach is flat. My stomach is flat. This food is really healthy. How good is this olive oil? And then I actually don't get bloated and stuff. Whereas when I freak out about like, oh my God, this is cooked in canola oil. Um, I will always get bloated afterwards, even if it wasn't cooked in canola oil. Um, so literally just the simple act of asking for healthy oils, it helps people to like start to think about the impact that vegetable oil is having. Or if you and like five others in the month have asked at this one particular restaurant to cook in olive oil, it might get them thinking like, Hmm, what's all this like fuss about? And it's, it's, I feel like it's what much more available in New York, especially, 
um, like Springbone, for example, there's quite a few restaurants in New York that like literally advertise they do not cook in vegetable oil, which is awesome. Um, okay, I'm going to now go through some of the amazing questions that you guys have asked. Um, and I hope that you have all learned a ton already, but let's go through these questions. Okay, so majority of the questions, guys, I have answered, but I want to go through any um, or all of them anyway, just to like recap. So what does it do to your body long-term? What's the best alternative? So I've gone through all those long-term things and that's not even all of them. That's just some of them. If you want to read a book more in depth, there's a very sciencey book called Deep Nutrition. Um, it's a heavy read and very, very sciencey and very big, but if you're into it, it's fucking good. Um, so this is just some of the stuff that it affects in terms of your body. And we can do a part two if you guys want a more sciencey version of it. Like, so happy to do that, obviously. Um, and the best alternative is to cook in olive oil, coconut oil, lard, ghee, avocado oil, butter, that sort of stuff, like I said before. Um, so many of you have been like, just like sending me all these emojis of like excitement, basically, which I'm loving. The next question is what oil is safe to cook in? I thought coconut oil or rice bean, but fuck, I love um, extra virgin olive oil. Coconut oil, yes. Rice, I think you meant bran. Rice bran, hell fucking no. Olive oil, 100%. Just make sure that it's not like deep frying. Um, make sure that you're not burning the olive oil and just keep it on a lower heat. Like I love cooking eggplant in a ton of olive oil and salt and rosemary, but you want to keep it on a low heat, not like a high heat. Um, is vegetable oil its own thing or does that encompass rice bran, canola, grapeseed? It can, it encompasses all those things. And what's also really important, especially if anybody living in America is if you get an olive oil that says an olive oil blend, no, because it's often blended with vegetable oil because it's cheaper. So you never want blends of oils. You want pure cold pressed oil in a dark glass, like jar thing. A little bit of construction going on in the background, ladies. So sorry if you can hear that, but hopefully we're all good. Um, yeah, you want a dark glass jar or like bottle. Got to be glass. You do not want your oils in plastic um, and you want it to be dark. Coconut oil doesn't need to be in a dark jar, but the others you want in a – and ghee as well. But all, Okay, this is mainly olive oil is what I'm trying to say. Olive oil needs to be in a dark fucking glass. Everything else, glass 100%, okay? Because the plastic, it like – what happens is the chemicals and components of the plastic can leak out and then go into your food and then you cook with them and eat them and that's like so obviously unideal. Um, the next thing is – okay, a couple of you have said can you use it as lube. And I firstly, my friend Britt wrote that and I thought she was joking and just being a dick. And then I was like talking to Morgan and, and I was like, oh, I think because people use coconut oil as lube, you're like wondering whether it can be in lube. So ladies, um, your skin doesn't have a liver. Like when you eat something, there is some hope and hurry of detoxification in terms of like chemicals because your liver is detoxifying. But when you are rubbing things on your skin, for example, like, you know, um, beauty products, if you are rubbing these on your skin with fucking oils that you wouldn't be eating, it's the same sort of thing. Like, and your liver can't even, um, can't even detoxify it. So in terms of like beauty products and stuff, stay clear of vegetable oils in beauty products as well. And even with lube, like don't use it as lube because it's still going into your body in some way or another. Um, the next thing is uh, why it's not good for us. I've obviously gone through that. How do you tackle restaurants and socializing? So when I'm at a restaurant, I always ask them, can you please make sure you cook this in olive oil? And I tell them I'm allergic to anything else. I pretty much am. Like I get the sorest fucking stomach from eating crap oils. So I either tell them I'm allergic or I ask them, like I said before, to cook in butter or like, um, 
have steamed vegetables instead of like fried or like roasted with canola oil, but just be like careful of it. Like I also want to say ladies that if you're having a really healthy diet everywhere else and you're having a ton of antioxidants, you know, having a tiny bit of canola oil when you're like on holidays and whatever, isn't going to break, like it's not going to kill you, but as a base rule, really try and avoid it. Um, but I have been in those situations where you're on like a first date and you don't want to seem like that chick where you're like, you know, can you please make sure it's cooked in butter? And then they're like, oh, we don't have that. And then you're like, fuck. And then you placebo it and you actually make it more painful for yourself because you then get so worried about I'm eating canola oil that the effect is like worse on your body. So in those scenarios where it's been a couple times where I kind of know that I'm eating shit food, but I really am like, I am not going to make a big deal out of this. Like I know that like the veggies or the fish has been cooked in something shitty. I tell myself like, mm, this olive oil is so delicious. Like, oh, it's so buttery. Like I'm so glad it's cooked in olive oil. I tell myself that and it really fucking works. Like it really fucking works. It does not mean that then I'm giving you guys permission to go eat canola oil and, and placebo yourself. I'm just saying in those scenarios, if you eat canola oil and you get a sore tummy because of canola oil, like I do, I placebo it and I then don't get a sore tummy or I won't get as bloated. Um, the other thing also is like when you had a little bit of canola oil, just make sure that the next day you're really detoxifying, you're having some turmeric, anything that's like high antioxidants and low infl- and like lowering your inflammation, you obviously want to be doing that and if you're having if if you are like me where you eat perfectly all the time in terms of like you literally never eat shit food like I never eat like my idea of shit food is like homemade chocolate and um with like no sweetener like it's bitter as fuck like that's my idea of a treat or like um you know sweet potato like that's my idea of a treat so um if you're having it like in a tiny amounts like you're obviously not going to die but you want to make sure that you're doing everything that you can to support your body afterwards it's the exact same as alcohol like alcohol isn't obviously good for you but we we have it because like why the fuck not and so it's just that you want to make sure that you are supporting your body after you have had the shitty oil basically um but also if you're socializing with friends and whatnot like own the fact that you don't want to eat a vegetable. I fucking own it. Like, yes, there was one time where I was on a date and I didn't want to make a big deal out of it because I really fucking liked the guy and he had mummy issues. Anyway, whatever, that was years ago. And and I placeboed it. But generally speaking, when I'm out with friends, like they're really aware that I'm like, you know, really like I'm a Nazi about this. And, you know, a lot of people are actually really look up to it. They're like, I am so impressed how switched on you are. And like, and it's same like when I work out every morning and um, like I do what I'm traveling. I travel a lot, obviously. And I do Pilates every morning. I do Bailey Brown's Pilates, um, her baby fit studio. This isn't sponsored, by the way. And um, hi, Bailey. I know she listens to my podcast. Um, but I do her Pilates every morning and I love it. And people often go like, I'm so impressed that you're that motivated. Like I don't have that self-discipline, but this self-discipline all comes from a place of like deep love and respect for my body and that I feel good afterwards. So when I don't eat vegetable oil, I feel better. Obviously when I do Pilates in the morning, I feel good. Obviously that's why I keep doing it. So I also own the fact that I don't eat vegetable oil. I own the fact that I do workouts every morning. People are impressed by it. Don't use it as like validation, but use it like as self-validation. Like you are impressed by yourself. Um, awesome. Next thing is, is sunflower oil a harmful vegetable oil? Fuck yes. Asti says, I'm so interested to hear this. OMG, yes, with the flame thing. Yay. Is sesame oil okay? Great question. Sesame oil is um, fine. It's been used for a very long amount of time. It's easy for the oils to be extracted from sesame seeds. You just want to make sure it's like cold pressed so it hasn't been like too much, not too much heat's been used in the extraction process. Um, and again, with sesame oil, you don't want to go overboard. Like with olive oil, you can go overboard and coconut oil. 
and like but like butter and lard and whatever. But um, with sesame oil, you don't want to go too overboard or overboard because it is still a delicate seed. So if you're having the occasional like stir fry and whatnot where it's cooked in sesame oil, whatever, that's totally fine. But or like a bit of salad with some sesame oil drizzled over. If you're having like an Asian salad, that's fine. But generally speaking, I really go more for the olive oil and the coconut oil. Um, and like ghee and that sort of stuff. And with like lard and ghee and butter, ladies, you want to make sure that it's grass fed and grass finished. When food isn't grass finished, what it means is like the cow, for example, has been like mostly raised on grass, but then for the, for the last, I think it's 90 days for the last 90 days of its life, it's then fed on grains. So it like defeats a fucking purpose. So and like whilst it's still better, it's not the best. So if you are eating fat, like your like the fat of an animal is where toxins are going to be deposited. So you want to make sure that you are eating the best quality fats because if you're having a, if you're having a cow fat that isn't like if you're having butter from a cow that has been grain fed, like all of the toxins from the grains are going to be in that butter, which you don't want. So you want same with meat. You don't want shitty toxins in your meat. You want like clean as fuck meat. Um, and are oils okay if they're cold pressed? So like I said before, it doesn't matter if it's like cold pressed, blessed by a shaman, you know, someone had an orgasm over it, you know, sunflower oil, it's still a vegetable oil. Don't fall into the trap of thinking, oh, but it's organic canola oil and it's cold pressed and it's in a glass jar and it looks pretty. It doesn't matter. It's still shit for you. Um, are they actually cancer causing? Yes. They replicate inside your body for one example. Um, tips on, and, and they cause massive inflammation and we know that cancer is caused by inflammation and also ladies like cancer cells feed off sugar. And we know before, remember what I said about when you have vegetable oil, it actually exacerbates like the effects that sugar has on your body as well. The two together are like double whammies. Um, cool. I've kind of answered all these. What's the difference between extra virgin olive oil and just olive oil health wise? So extra virgin olive oil, it's basically like the purest, cleanest form of olive oil that you can get. Whereas olive oil can still have like moldy grapes in it. It hasn't been as purified in the process. So olive oil still isn't going to like kill you, but you want to make sure that you're going for extra virgin. In America, olive oil tends to be blended with other oils. Um, so it's not necessarily all 100% olive oil. Um, and this can also happen in Australia. Actually, there was big uproar about how a lot of Italian oils and Mediterranean oils were actually being filled with canola oil and, and vegetable oils. Um, so just double check that when you're buying your olive oil. I know it sounds dumb because you're like, but I'm buying oil. Like, obviously, it's just olive oil. Seriously, check the labels. I Every time I buy an olive oil, I turn it over and I check that it says 100% extra virgin olive oil. 100%. Um... And so, yeah, olive oil can just have, like, bad grapes and, like, moldy grapes and off grapes and, like, whatnot in the um, – sorry, not grapes, olives – in the the process. Um, so it isn't, like – you're not going to die from it, obviously. It's still better than canola oil, but you want to kind of steer more towards extra virgin sort of stuff. Um, what oil should you stay away from? I've done that. Um which oils are the best to use in place of vegetable oils? Like I've said before, we all know the answers now. And beautiful. I have answered all the questions. So ladies, I hope that answered so many questions for you. Let me know if you want me to do a part two about vegetable oil because I totally can. I'm so fucking excited for the New York event. It's literally in. We're starting in one fucking day, um, depending where you are in the world. I'm so excited. It's two days if you're in America. One day by the time Australians wake up to get this episode. 
Again, apologies, I haven't done a podcast for like about a week and a half, but things have been crazy busy, Mercury retrograde's been happening, and I just haven't felt the need to like jump on and talk. So I only ever want to be jumping on and talking when I'm feeling really inspired and juicy and lit up, not because I feel like I have to, because the podcast is just not going to have the same energy behind it. Um, so, but look out though, because so many exciting things are coming. My certification program is coming. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Which Womb Wisdom program is coming and more exciting things for 2020. So keep a look out. I'm going to be ramming up the podcast again, um, after the New York event. So let me know, um, if you have any major requests, I will be doing some Q and A's. So keep a look out for those. I love doing Q and A podcast episodes and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful. And I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to welcome me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are. 